I'm Caleb. This is Air of Grievances. Got a real treat for you guys today. It is part two of my interview with Doug K. from Bowling Green, Kentucky. If you heard the first part of the interview, you probably got a vibe for the rapport that Doug and I have. Uh, We're really good friends. In the grand scheme of things, I guess we really haven't known each other that long compared to some of the other close friendships and relationships that I have. But Doug and I, we just click as people. We just, we vibe. We got that chemistry together. The second part of this interview is less introductory. We definitely, you know, pick up where we left off, but things definitely take a new tone, a change of pace. Doug tells a very moving story, a very modern story that, to me, bears just an undeniable resemblance to, like, a Shakespearean kind of epic, tragic, romantic, moving tale. And that's, I think, kind of the crux, the pivotal focus of this second part of the interview. And we do, you know, talk a bit about some more music. Like I said, Doug is such a tastemaker and has such an instinct for good music and good art. And just good stuff. It's that simple. So enjoy the second half of this interview with Doug K. Here we go. I mean, it still makes me really fucking sad. But like, so like, I broke up with this girl, and it was just really, really bad. Like, I'll tell you the whole story. Like, we're we're here. I don't know how long we've been going. We've been oh shit. We've been going an hour forty eight. Um, I'll tell you the whole story, man. Or at least I'll give you, like, the back end of it. Yeah, go for it. And then if it's cool with you, I've got a segment before we wrap up. i, I got a new a game we can play if you want. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, so we were, I was dating this girl down in Tennessee, and, like, things were just, like, cosmic, dude. They were just, like, hitting real, real hard. Like, so backstory of it all, like, well, this is kind of funny, honestly. I was down in Chattanooga for a wedding um, in December of 2016. Yeah, 2016, because it's 2018 now. I was down there for a wedding, and I just was sitting in my Airbnb with my friend Jess, and she was sitting there cross-stitching or whatever, and I just kind of got on Tinder and uh, started swiping. And I matched up with this girl that has the numbers from Lost in her profile. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me... Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Yes, exactly. Nice. She had she had the lost numbers in her profile, and anyone who doesn't know me that's listening, I have a pretty big lost tattoo on my leg. Yep, Dharma Initiative, baby. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I have a lost tattoo on my leg. Like she was like, oh my god. So we like talked a little bit, and then I ended up mentioning that I didn't live there. I was just there for a wedding, and then she kind of just stopped talking to me. Ah. And then I went because you're pretty to, much saying I'm trying to hook up. I'm not trying to yeah, do anything. And and admittedly, I was. I was just trying yeah, to like you're being real. You're being real. With me, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, 
That's respectable, bro. And I was just like, yeah, you should come to this wedding with me. She's right. like, I'm working and all this stuff. And uh, so a couple, like a month, two months go by. It's like February. I go up to Louisville for Danny Dressler's birthday. Nice. Fucked up. Absolutely I bet. Fucked up. And, um, bet on it. Yeah. I saw a picture she posted on Instagram and I like posted on it and I was like, you are so beautiful. And she was just like, thanks. Nice. And then uh, like four in the morning, like I was hanging out with Drew Hannah and we were like stoked. Drew Hannah. Yeah. Oh, like, one of my favorite people drunk. And I texted her and I was like, Hey, if I'm ever down in chat, like, can I take you out to dinner? And I woke Smooth, up. Smooth, Doug. Yeah, I was Smooth like, I move. Up. I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> I was like, I woke up sober. I was like, that was the dumbest thing I could have done. Oh, I know that feeling. I'm laughing. I'm sorry. I'm laughing so hard. I just, no, I know no, that feeling. It's totally fine. And oh my God. I know that feeling. Two hours go by and uh, I got a text back and she was like, of course you can. Whoa. Like, Holy shit. All right, cool. So we talked for a few more months, like a couple months, and, and I was supposed to go down there in April, but like over the course of us talking for those couple months, I started to realize that our lives were just completely different. Like she had a kid, which I'm fine with. I've yeah. dated other girls with kids, uh, but she liked to drink a lot and I just okay. was like, I don't really, don't really fuck with that real hard. It can hard. get messy. I'm not judging. I'm not hating. No, no, no. It, it got messy eventually. Yes. Um, so I was just kind of, I was supposed to go down there and I booked this Airbnb and stuff and I kind of ghosted on her a little bit and I felt so bad about it. I was like, Hey, I have to cancel. And then she was just like, why, 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 why? And then I never responded. And then I finally told her why. And she was just like, okay, All right. that's not a full ghost. But yeah. And then she was just like, okay, go fuck yourself. And I was like, okay, if okay. that's, if that's how you want to. If that's how it's going to play, that's okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. leave it alone. So You're not going to pick a fight. I think that's wise. Yeah, I was just like... You know, just be like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, you know, fuck me. Fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so emo. So a few more months go by and she, like she texted me through Instagram because I guess she had deleted my number. Okay. Okay. And she sent me like a DM through Instagram. I was just like, hey, can you call me? And I didn't see it until the morning. Wow. I didn't, That's a left I didn't fielder. call her. I just kind of like left it on red. And then like two or three more weeks later, she did the same thing. And um, I, once again, I just kind of left it on red. Yeah. And then my friends came to town and we ate mushrooms. And I was there it is. And I was thinking about her and I was just thinking about like, I was just like wondering why, like, why me? You know, like, why does she want me to, t- to call her? Right. So right. I've been thinking about her a lot and stuff like that, but I just like didn't want to like jump back into that. And I was on mushrooms yeah. and it was just mm-hmm. like, I think about you all the time. And, you know, like when we talked, I always felt really comfortable and everything and we had never even met. And I was like, I feel the yeah. exact same way. However, yeah. I think what we did was right. And then, Mm. Oh, it's heavy. Yeah. And then we talked a little bit more and both of us were just like, I really like you. I really like you too. However, I think what we did was right. Like that, that came up like two or three more times. Oh, wow. That's a beautiful way. That's the best way to end. And maybe it wasn't a relationship, but you know, uh, that's the best way to end an, 
I guess it is. It's a type of relationship. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But a mutual, like... It was a connection. Okay. A connection. Yes, thank you. Yes, yeah. That's a good phrase for it. But yeah, both parties being like, you know, it makes me sad. I really liked you. I understand. This was right. Yeah. You know, that's a good feeling. So she really fucked me up one day. Because, like, I could always kind of tell that we had this, like, cosmic connection, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was working on all those mixtapes last year. And Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember. That was so cool, dude. Yes. Yeah. So I was doing all that stuff, and I took the day off of listening to music, and I went and saw a movie. Like, okay. actually went to the theater and saw a movie. Yeah, nice. By yourself. That's, that's a nice experience to do it sometimes. Is, it is a nice yeah. experience. Yeah. It's very peaceful. You yeah. don't have to interact. With Everybody's in their own little world. But you're in public. No one was there. It was great. Yeah. Day, a daytime movie viewing by yourself is great. It can be a little bit of a bummer at, at night because everyone's on a date. But if you're yeah. in the daytime, it's a pretty empty theater. It's great. It's a great it experience. It was really chill. And like a couple of days before that, or like for a few days leading up to that, I was just like playing around in my head. I was just like, man, I really, I would like to make her a mixtape. I just don't mm. know if she'd want one. Do you want to uh, explain what the mixtapes were? I mean, obviously, oh, that's I know what you're fine. talking about, but yeah, they're so cool. You could... For the listeners, I was doing this thing where I was making a, a different mixtape for every week of the year, which was really fun. I was doing it through Spotify. If you want to go check out my stuff, I'm, you know, I think I'm just Doug K on Spotify. You can find me pretty easily. Yeah, and then you would lit- you would put them on actual tapes. Yeah, because I mean, people say on- mixtape and they and they mean a CD a lot of time or like you know a, a collection, a file. Yeah, no, a folder, physical cassette, one one a week to a random person. I didn't really give a shit if they wanted it or not. <laughs> I just was like, here you go. It's so indie, so underground. I love oh, it. definitely, yeah. So I was just playing around in my my head. I was like, man, I'd really love to make her a mixtape. I just don't know if she'd actually want one. So I walk into this movie theater and I sit down and my phone vibrates and uh, it's a message from her and I opened it up and it literally just, it had two messages in it it through Instagram. The first one was her address and the second one said, in case you ever want to make me a mixtape. She gave you her address? That's trust. Wow, man. That says a lot. You had a connection. She just up and sent you her address. Yeah, and like I said, I had never met her at this point, and I was just—I sent back. I was like, "Holy shit, I've been thinking about this for thinking a while." Thinking the same thing. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 the type of shit that, like, if you've never experienced it, you won't understand how real that yeah. those coincidences are. I think coincidence is a misnomer, maybe, but it's it 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 was just it was very surreal. Um. So I made it's her surreal. That's a great word for it. Yeah. Yeah. I made her a mixtape and she, I mean, she loved it. Wow. And we started talking again, like actually talking. And I was like, look, I still, you know, I still have some serious feelings for you and stuff. Mm. And she had some serious feelings too. And it finally came down to it where I like booked another trip down there okay. just to go see her. Cause yeah. like originally when I was going to go down in April, I was kind of like, seen her around a trip that I was going to go see my friend for like he was trying to open up a brewery and stuff okay so it's gonna get a kind of excuse to be there you have a reason 
I, yeah, I don't mean excuse in a bad way. Reason's a better word. Reason, yeah. yeah I, was like, I can sneak away for a day and, you know, we can go get dinner or something. Yeah, that's great, yeah. That was the, that was the April trip, but this uh-huh. one was, but this like, one was dedicated specifically. To her. Yeah, like, I booked this Airbnb, like, right across the line in Georgia, like, right south of Chattanooga, and, um, dude, it was just so fucking crazy, like, I mean, we had just been talking so much and everything, like, I opened the door, and I was like, like, I just felt it all come over me. Like, I'm Isn't it weird, man? Like, it, and Fuck that's you, never... Fuck you, I'm God damn it, Caleb. <laughs> um, You're gonna make me cry, bro. Come on. So, like... Literally, she like walked in the door and I looked at her and I just kind of like <sighs> kissed her. I just grabbed her face oh and kissed her. And it was just very intense. Oh my God, Doug. Um, you know, it was really weird. Like we, uh, but this was when I like, there were a lot of red flags. Like we can talk about that off air. Okay. Um, but, um, we're like, we were drinking that night and we we're laying in bed, just kind of like, you know, just having a good time, smiling and laughing. And, you know, you say things when you're drunk. Well, you don't say things when you're drunk, but you say what you like feel. Exactly. The whole thing of like, oh, I was drunk. I didn't mean it. Like, that's bullshit. You say. You fucking meant it. Like, you meant it. And, and I, I realize every time I say stuff when I'm drunk, I'm like, yeah, I, I probably meant that. Yeah, I meant it. It's ugly. And that's why yeah. I say I didn't mean it, but yeah. I meant it. I meant it. Yeah. So like we're laying in bed and laughing and ignoring Netflix as you typically do. Right. It's background noise. Yeah. Static. And she looks at me and she was just like, you know, it's so weird. I, I've felt like I wanted to tell you I love you for like months now. Whoa. And it was Whoa. weird because like I'd Oof. be like I'd be like walking or walking and pacing in circles around my apartment, texting her and just being like, I think I love this girl. And I looked at her and I was like, I love Damn, you. Doug. Damn, Doug. Yeah, it was heavy. So that happened. That is such a modern like love story, man. Like, getting to know someone so intimately without actually having seen their face. Like that's never been possible before. I guess writing letters yeah. or something, but like – but the instancy of texting and having a, a, the flow of a real converse, conversation and like being able to call somebody and see their pictures and even video chat and stuff like that. And then actually when the moment when you actually meet, like yeah. it's indescribable, it's unreal. Yeah. Like I was, I was just like, like all this, just love washed over me and I told her I loved her and she's like, I love you too. Wow. And, um, that was a, that was a great weekend. Like, yeah, dude. I, oh, I think about it often. Um, yeah, I'm sure, man. Like that that that's formative. So, we actually didn't date for very long and it's I would have loved to have dated longer. But um so fast forward a few months. She I she cheated on me. Okay. Long story short. Um and you know what was weird about it was I loved her so much that I wasn't mad. I was like, <sighs> whoa. I was like, there's obviously something here. Cause like it was a long distance relationship. You know, it's like she was yeah. like three and a half hours away. 
I was like, there's obviously something that I'm not giving you. There, there's just something that's just not there. And How are you so objective, like, Doug? I don't know. How are you so and, emotionally in touch and yet so objective at the same time? That's a dichotomy, bro. Duality. Duality. Thank you. No, dichotomy is the right word, but I'm saying duality as in it's like... dualistic, yeah. It's, it's opposed. It's juxtaposed. Yeah. Um, I I was like, I, I, I'm not mad. Like, there's obviously something that that not that I that I'm not giving you right now cuz like I admittedly I was going through a very deep depression cuz like I wasn't able to see her as much right. as I did the weather was changing and I I get seasonal affective disorder like I same I just yeah, naturally too. get sad when it's winter time me too so like I was going through a big shift in how I was when we first started dating you know mm-hmm. and and it was putting a lot of tension on her because, like, I was real sad and just kind of, like, leaning on her to, like, right. pick me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It takes – depression takes a toll on the people that you love, I think, just as much as it does on yourself. And that's a, that's a big realization, man. Like, I don't want to digress too much, but, like, I used to be suicidal in high school and that's what got me over it was realizing, oh, my God, if, if I actually followed through with this, it would destroy my family. I think about killing myself all the time. I'll yeah. I'll be I'll be one hundred percent honest about that. It is something that crosses my mind. It still oh, comes across my mind too. Yeah. But I think about my parents and I think about my friends. And I'm just like <sighs> I could never do that. I couldn't do it. Too. Yeah. That is uh that's amazing that we've had that same that's the that, that's the lifeline. You know, like that's literally Yep. That's the heartbeat. That's the that's the blood pumping. Is yep. is the people around us that we affect that we love? It's love, man. Yeah. So I was like, so she told me. She told me about it. It's not like something I just like found out about, you know. Wow. So she, she expressed told remorse. You. She she expressed remorse and everything. Wow. And I was like, look, I, she told me like three hours before I was supposed to go drive down there. Like she waited a whole week. Like she just like couldn't bring herself to tell me about it. And um, okay, yeah. So she like she, she like waited like a whole week. I was supposed to go down there Friday, and she told me like three hours before I was supposed to leave. And she was like, "Hey, I don't think you should come." Oh, not cool. She told me why. It's cool that she told you, but that 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 last minute. Yeah, I agree. I she told me she had tried to tell me before, but just like she just couldn't do it, and and. It, said something to me that she told me because like and that she felt bad about it because like when we like were talking and she was like i've been in really i've been in like relationships but i've cheated on every boyfriend i've ever been with oh wow and but but she said she's never felt bad about it and i was like it says something to me that you actually feel bad about this wow um so I i was like if you want me to I still want to come down and if you want me to I will and she was like I would like to see you so I went down there and um this is all connecting back to mom jeans by the way no way <laughs> yeah nice. you're such a professional podcaster I love this full circles callbacks plugs nailing it <laughs> so I, I I went down there and I spent the weekend with her and um Towards the end of the last last night I was there, I couldn't do anything right. 
to make yeah. her happy. Like I was, mm-hmm. everything I was doing was just pissing her off more. And that, that's when you know it's not about what you're doing. There's something else going on. There's something else with her. Yeah. And I went to sleep that night having just all these thoughts. And I um, I woke up a little early and I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. I, I just, I don't think I can do this. So I, I was supposed to take her back to her Cause she didn't live alone. Like she, her and her daughter lived with her family, her parents. I see. Okay. Okay. So I had to take her back to her parents' house at like 5 a.m. that morning. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. So I woke up at like 3:45 that morning and kind of sat in bed for a second, and I was like, I don't, I just, I don't think I can do this anymore. You know, after like going to bed all pissed off with each other and stuff, I was like, I don't. Yeah, think right. I can. No. 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 That's a good call. That's a very good call. So I kind of like. That's mature. Hey, Rachel, are you awake? And she was like, yeah, I'm I'm up. And uh, I was like, can we talk for a second? And, uh, you know, broke things off. And it was really, it was, it really hurt because, like, I was, I said some really nice things. And she just, like, shut down and didn't want to talk about it. So I... And then I had to drive her like 30 minutes back to her parents' house in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, you know, in complete silence. And she got out of the car and I was like, I was like, I, it's not that I don't love you. Mm. It's just not that. I was like, can I have a hug? And then she kind of gave me this half-assed hug and then she like got the car and opened up the back door and grabbed her shit. And I was like, I hope I see you in the next life. And then she just kind of slammed the door. Doug, you're breaking my heart, bro. (laughs) And then I had to drive three and a half hours back. And it's like, I was on Eastern time. So it was 5 a.m., but it was like 4 a.m. Central Bowling Green time. So let's just call it 4. So at 4 a.m., I had to drive three and a half hours back home. And then listen Mom Je- listened to that Mom Jeans record like the whole way back and cried the entire time. I bet. Oh, I bet. Dude, that is some Shakespeare shit, bro. That is some modern love Shakespeare tragedy shit right there. Love is so tragic. Why do we keep why do we put ourselves through this shit? I it's this drive, man. Yeah, I, I and if we and if I really want to top it off right now, I'll bring it up to literally yesterday. I'll 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 bring this story up to to the most present time possible. Oh my god! I um I I'm apparently I'm still friends on Facebook with her one of her friends. I'm not okay. friends. I don't I don't follow her on any sort of social media. I don't have her phone number saved in my phone. I tried to just move on, which. Right, no, it's, it has it's not happened. Like I'm very, I'm still very much fucked up over her. Yeah, sure. And I saw a photo. This her friend posted a photo of herself and Rachel, my ex girlfriend. Uh-huh. And I literally just like looked in Rachel's eyes, like in the photo, and I just yeah. just washed over me. I was just like, yeah. fuck. I was like, fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck you, and fuck me even harder. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. And I. My other, my girlfriend before that, Emily, like, we're friends now. Like, we're good. So, like, 
she was actually one to talk me through the breakup after it happened. Wow. Yeah, it was really That's cool. a real friendship. Yeah. Emily and I are like, we're good friends. And, That's awesome. Uh, so after I saw that picture, I started to have like an emotional breakdown, basically. And I texted Emily and we we talked to, we talked about a lot of stuff about her and Rachel and how I was feeling about everything and everything I was processing and all this stuff and kind of just, you know, I was like, okay, I feel a bit better about this now. This was, I went to sleep at like nine o'clock that night, 2 a.m. on Valentine's Day. I get a fucking, I just hear buzz, buzz, buzz. And there's three texts sitting in my phone from Rachel after I just had this like breakdown. Yesterday on Valentine's Day? 2 a.m. on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, dude. I, and it was just, it had three, there were like three men. Fuck it. I'll read them to you. You being so transparent, man. Thank you so much for being so open right now. This is, oh, you can't make this shit up. There was, there was four text messages sitting there. It was at 1.45 in the morning. First one, said, she said, hey, I'm sorry I was such a bitch to you. You were so sweet to me. I'm just a fucking mess. You deserve someone much better than me. And then she said, I wish I had had the guts to see you a few weeks ago because I was down in Chattanooga and I wanted to get my stuff back from her. And then she never hit me up about it. And I was just like, fuck it. It doesn't matter. So she said, I wish I still had the guts to see you. And I was like, can I ask why you're saying all of this now? Uh, fair question. Like, no, I don't have a reason. I was, I was like, are you happy? And I don't mean about texting me right now. I mean in life because I'm not. And she said, I'm just numb. And then I said a lot of other things that I won't like read. Oh, just I mean, no, you've disclosed plenty. Wow. And I got no response out of her. Oh. And it really, really, really hurt. And it was just one of those moments, like the movie theater, where she like tapped into my fucking brain and mm. was like, I need to text Doug. Like, he's thinking about me. Te- like, it's some te- telepathy shit or something, man. I really, like, I, I'm, full honesty, I'm still very much in love with her. Yeah. And I think we do have a very strong cosmic connection. Right. Yes, 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 yes. I know what you mean. However, it's just, I don't think it, things would have to change like 180 degrees in her life. For things to ever work, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. She'd have to move away from that small town. She'd have to quit drinking. She'd probably have to quit smoking pot. Like, actually, the pot thing doesn't bother me, but the alcohol really bothers me. She'd have to stop going out. Like, she'd have to stop having casual sex, you know? Like, I'm just like, uh, there's just a lot of things that... That's a lot of habits to change. I know. It takes effort. And it, and I realized that Years. I can't change somebody. No, That's she huge. she has to want to change, and I think that is the issue. When we started dating, she was like all gung ho about that change, and then I think the the longer it went on, she realized that she couldn't do it. Cause, and yeah. I'll, and I'll I'll disclose even more. I mean, while we were dating, I mean, like, like I said, we told each other that we loved each other the first time we ever met. I mean, we, I was talking about moving down there. 
I, uh, I when we seen, I was just like, I could see myself marrying you. And she was like, I could see myself marrying you too. And like, wow, we, Doug. like she, she knew where she wanted to get married at this vineyard in her hometown. And like, we went and looked at it and like, you know, all no. this, like, not like, and not like looking at it as like a wedding venue, to but, book like, it, when, but that yeah, was like, in the back of your head though. To go see it. And I was just like, I could see me marrying you here. And like all this stuff. And then like, I think the longer it went on, she started to realize that she wasn't ready to make those changes in her life, which is why she cheated on me. She it's, it's fucking that, that front bottoms lyric from help where he says, um, you needed a means to an ending and I needed a spiritual cleansing. Like she needed that, that end and I needed something to like get me back on track. Wow, dude, that is so, and your commentary on it, like your, your object, objective take on it is like, that is so heavy, Doug. I'm going to be thinking about this for like the next week or something. Cause you've, you've told me stories around this, but you've never just laid it all out like that. Like, yeah, it's a, Doug, that's a tragedy, man. Like I feel for you so hard, dude. Like, and I can relate. I've I won't go into it, but like just because it, this would end up being like a four parter or something. But I've had like such parallel stories, like getting involved with a girl long distance who has kids, you know, and then we finally meet up and it's like super dynamic. And then, yeah. you know, shit hits the fan. I'm like, it's crazy, man. I totally relate with you. And like, that's just so real and just so raw. Uh, thank you for sharing that, man. Of course, dude. I don't even know how to bounce back after that. Let's close it up. What, or let's let's play your game. Are you really ready to just jump into the game? Yeah. Oh, you you are going through some turbulence and you're just bouncing back. I'm I'm hardly even ready. And I, you're the one who this happened to. Yester fucking day. The only way I can do it, man. That's that's the only way I can bounce out of it is to just move on. Just push. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, the the game, we'll do it. <laughs> Unless the game is inappropriate after that. It's not. I, it's not. No. It's it's kind of silly, but it's not inappropriate. No. Well, that's that, that's the perfect way to end it. Then I mean, that was really fucking heavy. So let's let's do something silly to lighten okay. it up. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like. Man, I love your energy, dude. Okay. So, um, the game. My my friend Tom actually made it up. We made it up live on the air. I was like, I need a segment, dude. I I need a a shtick to end with. And we came up with this game. It's called Guess That Religion. Okay. Guess That Religion. So I'm going to read you a segment of some scripture, and you have to guess what religion it is. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That sounds fun. Is that kind of fun? And it kind of fits like with the whole gimmick of the show. Yeah, it sounds fun, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so I picked these ones out. Uh, this is kind of a hint. I picked these ones out for you specifically. Okay. Okay. I'll say that. All right, so here's the first one. And I don't expect you... Like, these are... I'll say this too. Kind of obscure. But anyway, here's, here's okay. the first one. It's... Yeah. Uh, Those who seek long life do not follow the common run of people in their shifts and turns. Instead, their thoughts are perfectly directed towards the blank. That's the name of the the religion. While they are learning to be clear and still, their thoughts will temporarily be 
as if confused and muddy. But since they are confused and muddy, they have maintained simplicity and are about to reach their goal. Finally, in clarity and stillness, they'll be able to observe all of the subtleties. Hmm. Can you talk me through what you're thinking? Well, it's definitely Eastern. Yes. Yep. Um, I think it's not really a mainstream one. Is it? Is it Taoism? Dude! Nailed it! Yes! How did you do that? I didn't even say anything about nature. I uh, Well, I also was a religious studies minor for a little while in college. Wow! I'm so impressed. I feel like I have to find another one. for The, the second one's going to be too easy. Because you just <laughs> nailed that. Well, I'll, I'll do this one. I'll do this one anyway, but uh, I feel like I got to give you a harder one because that was just you just nailed that one. Okay, hold, oh, let me find. That was that. fun. That was good, dude. I'm so impressed. I'll say this: you hold the record, but it's only a two episodes long uh, arc so far. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is way too easy <laughs> for you. <laughs> I thought yeah, this was I, might, be I might get it wrong. You never know. Uh, no, this is a, this is a. I think it's going to be a ball over the plate. I don't want to set you up for, you know. Okay, here it is. So, yeah. um, the void does not differ from form. Form is void, and void is form. The same is true for feelings, perceptions, volitions, and consciousness. I'm only going to say that sounds like Buddhism because of talking about the void. I could yes. be wrong about that. No, yeah, you got it. You got okay. it. Well, I, I I, just, I understand, like, see, this is why I'm, like, more new agey. I was going to talk about this a little bit earlier, but since we're talking about religion again, I can kind of circle back to it a little bit. Like, I wouldn't call myself a Buddhist just because I have beliefs in reincarnation and things like that. Um, and Buddhists don't typically believe in that. They're very, when you die, that you enter a void, basically. Whereas I like to believe that you're going to live multiple lives. Kind of kind of like that movie, um, uh, shit, Tom Hanks was in it. Cloud Atlas. It was a book. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't see that one somehow. I missed that one. They, it's, I mean, I guess it can be ter- interpreted in different ways, but it seems like it's the same two souls who are linked together and living different. In each life that they live, they end up meeting up. Oh, okay. Okay. I like it. And the, and the movie's kind of told in like little vignettes, like it, mm. you get through you get through like the five stories and then you go back to the first one and so cool, like cool. later in their life you know what i'm saying very cool i it wasn't like my favorite movie in the world it almost sounds of, like an eternal sunshine or a, a memento kind of a mystical and i think the whole idea of like reincarnation and everything like you reincarnate because you haven't learned your lesson you know what i'm saying like yeah i like that i like that mm-hmm. like you're and if you aren't trying to better yourself you're gonna it's like that that stupid fucking saying that's 100 percent true that you hear every time you're in like high school where it's like history is bound to repeat itself or whatever yes you know? it's and, true though it's it's the reason it's a, it's, a, it's a cliche i hate that phrase just because it's so like cliche you know yes but, but that that is 
reincarnation. You know, if you don't learn from your lessons, you're doomed to repeat them. So, if, mm-hmm. I like that. Just, I like that take. Fuck up. It makes sense. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like you reap what you sow. Actions yeah. have equal and opposite reactions. You know, like you can fuck up in this life, but if you don't learn from it and you don't do anything to like That's better what it is. yourself. That's You're going to come back in the next life and just do it again. Mm-hmm. And That's beautiful, I think. It's it's so logical. And I, I think I don't really want to believe in like a void. Like I'd rather believe that I've lived multiple lives. And I mean, I've always been told that I'm an old soul and that I've lived, you know. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> You're very mature. Yeah, so. But I, I, I choose, I once again, I choose to believe mm-hmm in reincarnation and Buddhists don't really want to buy into that, which is fair. Aren't there schools of Buddhism though that are, yeah, that take reincarnation yeah, literally? Yeah. Yeah. Like Tibetan Buddhists don't really believe in like duality or anything like that. Like okay. strict Buddhists believe in the void. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like once you die, you die. But okay. I got then, into like Theravada when I was studying, when I started studying Buddhism, I got into Theravada Buddhism. I actually don't know that name. Yeah, it's like one of the three big schools. There's like Tibetan, oh, okay. Theravada. Um, I don't know if Zen is considered one of those. Oh, Mahayana, Mahayana Buddhism. I think Zen is where they're the void. You know? What yeah, I'm Zen about? is a weird take on Buddhism. Yeah, it, it, it it's is. very it's abstract. <laughs> but that's where like my like the Hinduism kind of bleeds into it for me because like Hindus mm-hmm. believe in multiple lives, in right? You know, yeah. circles. Uh-huh. But and Hinduism is is to Buddhism as like uh, Judaism is to Christianity, right? Like it, it arose out of the culture of it. Exactly, there's a reaction yeah. and a kind of a a, a mm-hmm. child of it. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I um, I don't want to say it makes it easier, you know, but it it makes the idea of death easier. Yes. Mm-hmm. To yeah. Know, to believe, yeah. not to know, because like you can't know. You but can't like, know. You can't know. To believe that once I die, there's something I'll, I'll end up doing this again. And like, I have a very interesting take on heaven. I told this to Zine Garcia, like a couple. Of years. Was this? It was like twenty. Was it twenty seventeen? It must have been. How do you have such a memory for dates? I can't do that. I I don't know, man. I <laughs> well, I remember this because we were talking about it at a. At the drive-in show. Oh, nice! At the drive-in! So, like, I'm just trying to, like, picture when that was. I'm yeah, sure that's awesome. May 2017. Yeah, because right Cameron got me a ticket for my birthday. So, yeah, May 2017. Um, said transmission from the one-armed scissor. They closed with that. It was a good time. Um, oh, man. So, I told Zenon this, and he was kind of... At first, when I started talking about it, he was like, that sounds kind of sad. And then I kind of got into it a little bit more, and he was like, I can see that. Mm. So my idea of heaven, like I guess like what Christians believe in heaven is kind of almost essentially what Buddhists believe in, like the void. Like once you're there, you're there. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, that's the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, mainstream. For sure, for sure. So like with reincarnation, I think of heaven as almost like a waiting room. You know, mm. like a free, like a free form waiting room, like where every you can just kind of walk around and sit wherever you want. Like you 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 see your old friends and your old family, and you can just get up and you know go hang out with them. And then 
you're like waiting for your number to be pulled to like go pick up your prescription or something like that. That's cool. It's almost like a purgatory thing or like a, or, or it is heaven. The Bible actually translates uh, heaven from the term. Sometimes the the, ter- the actual literal term is uh, a waiting room or like a a a, a wait like a, a an overnight hotel, like a B and B almost. Huh. And sometimes that's translated as heaven. But yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt your yeah, thought. Though. It's the same idea, you know. You're you're there. You're staying in this house, but there are like stupid little activities where you have to go interact with everyone. You know, <laughs> that's mini that's games. What- yeah, that's what a and b is, you know, and I think that that is, like, really comforting because, like, you get to go there and you get to see everyone, it, it, you know, and, like, in the terms of what we would call time, you know, it could be, like, a really short time, but that short time feels, like, a, you know, infinite because, mm. like, you could get there and if, if we're talking, like, human earthly time, like, you could get to this waiting room and only be there for a couple hours and you know you get to see people but like that that couple hours is you know infinite and then oh wow i like that you know what i mean their number gets pulled and they have to go back and do it again and you have to like work your way into finding them again because i think i love that oh that's poetic and things like your parents my parents everyone's parents we've met them in a previous life they knew Mm. us we knew them like, I love that idea, dude. That, yeah, like maybe I maybe the roles were reversed last time. Maybe yeah. I was my dad's dad or something like that. Like, yeah, that's good. I mean, like someone could die before you, and their number gets pulled after yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. That's good. Oh yeah. Uh huh. It's not like a. It's not a. It's it's non. It's non-linear. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, it's not like when you get in, you have to like wait so long. I mean, no, I love that, dude. Like, yeah. Fucking three hundred years. Yeah, that reminds me of. I used to. I wouldn't say I fully believed this, but I used to entertain this concept that what if every person is the same person? There's only ever been one soul, but we've been reincarnated over and over and over, so that every time that you hurt someone, you're actually hurting yourself. Every time that you do good to someone, you're actually doing good to yourself, but in in the next life or in a previous life. So everything that you do is having a, you no, know, that's a direct like a effect. Real, that's like a real idea. Like, have, Oh, really? I, there's this rapper named Logic. I know Logic. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's got a record called Everybody. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's like throughout the record or if it's just this last one, but someone played me a track off of it that has Neil deGrasse Tyson on it. And it's what? The rec- yeah. The record is about this one guy who dies and goes to heaven or whatever and then gets sent back and at the end of it he's just like look you've lived as i'm sending you back to live as everyone no way logic is on the same page as me yeah what up it's just like this whole like you have to live as everyone so you can understand everyone's experience it's it's empathy you know what i mean like yes yeah I think it's a beautiful thought, you know, like, yeah, it really is. I mean, I was you and you were me and I yeah. was, I was my ex-girlfriend, Rachel in a past life. And she was me. Like she understands right. what she, and, and it's like the idea of like your brain's just calcified and you're not awake. So you don't really think about it like that, which is why people are so fucking shitty to people sometimes. Like uh-huh. you don't like, you don't realize I'm you're doing it to gonna, yourself. I'm not going to like jump into like, you know, 
genocide or anything like that, but like, let's just keep it in the realms of like relationships. Like that's why what I was saying is like, that's why people cheat on each other is because they don't realize that they've lived as that other person. They don't realize that they've felt that pain as that other person. Yeah. That's like beautiful. Rachel, I mean, it's, it's clear that, that her mind's calcified and you know, her soul is very much turned off. Cause like, I feel like if, if it wasn't, you wouldn't do that to somebody. Right, right. That's that's where empathy and forgiveness, I think, comes in. It's like, you just don't know what and, you're doing. And I realize, and I think that's really where, like, I was like, okay, like, there's obviously something wrong here. I've, I've, I must have realized, like, in the back of my mind, like, at some point in time, in another life, I did this to someone else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, if I, and if that is true, and I did... And even if I had done it in this life, I think I would want forgiveness mm-hmm. as opposed to someone telling me just to go fuck myself. Because, right. like, yeah. obviously something – there's a bigger – there's a deeper meaning, like, why you do that to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Right, and I think, yes. I think a real reason is you just don't understand, but – like you, you would, you would, it, for anything you do, you would, you would want forgiveness. Like you don't want someone just to like write you off. Like, yeah. especially if it's one that you've like expressed true deep love for and that, you know, and things like that. Yeah, so. totally, man. That's deep. Yeah. That's heavy. And that's, um, a couple of things that makes me think of is one, I here recently, I've been really trying to figure out what I, well, I guess I'm not even trying to figure out. I've just been thinking through the possibilities of what you know the afterlife could be, if there's a hell or a heaven. And the thing that sits most right with me is you reap what you sow, you know. And it's yeah. like, I mean, yeah. and this could very well be hell is us experiencing the bad shit that we did to other people, you know, or yeah. or, or parts of life is hell, or parts of life is heaven, you know, yeah. experiencing love, experiencing forgiveness. Maybe that's heaven, you know. Maybe I don't know. I I don't know, but that's just kind of a reaction that I have. Is it makes me think? Yeah, that's that's just. You know, like that's that idea sits right with me is that you experience yeah. the bad shit that you did to other people. Well, exactly. I mean, or maybe like in a past life, someone cheated on me and I was just like, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. I never want to see you again. Whereas opposed, I should have just been like looking at it objectively, like you say, like where I'm just like, all right, there's something wrong here. Like, uh-huh. You know, like there's there's something deeper going on here as opposed to just telling someone to go fuck themselves. Yes, dude. Which is what a lot of people do when you find out that your partner cheated on you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of people aren't willing to work on it. Man, that makes that makes a lot of sense with the idea of reincarnation. It's like, well, they're just a young soul. They're just a kid. They haven't learned it yeah. yet. They don't th- Man, I like that. Maybe you maybe you can sign me up for whatever uh Whatever your world worldview is, <laughs> maybe you converted me. <laughs> are you like interested in Ram Dass at all? Yeah, totally. He, okay, so there's a podcast. I think it's just called Ram Dass Here and Now. Honestly, okay, or Here and Now. It's hosted by Raghu Marcus, who was like he learned with um, with Ram Dass when they were over in India. Okay. And Raghu Marcus does like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes where he kind of explains what you're going to be hearing about. Okay. And then he just plays a Ram Dass lecture, basically. I like it. Cool. Very cool. And you can, I mean, you can, obviously you're supposed to like apply what you, what he told you at the beginning of it, but you can also 
put yourself into it and yeah, take whatever you take away. Like a lot of it's just yeah. so deep that you can't take away a hundred percent of it. Like you're yeah, right. Get... Oversaturated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, but you should check that out. I, I, that, that one really like opened up my mind a lot. Awesome. And what's the name of it again? The here and now. Yeah. Here and now Ram Dass here and now, or just here and now. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. You should check it out. It's good. It's a real good one. Have you ever heard of the liturgist podcast? No, never. They talk about Ram Dass quite a bit. They're um, the, the two guys who host it. They both identify as Christian, but the vast majority of the mainstream Christian church would say that they're like heretics and they're not, you know, Christians. They're very new agey. They're very progress. They're very like me, honestly. Um, yeah. And they talk about Ram Dass all the time. And okay. um, liturgists. Yeah, liturgists. And one of the guys, um, his name is uh, Michael Gunger. He met Ron Doss and Ron Doss like, gave him a new name and they have mm. a, a, an episode called names and that's where they talk about that. And I think you'd like that. That'd be a good kind of a introductory episode. I think it's I mean, names. do you know like his background at all? Not really. Well, I've just heard a couple of podcasts with him or like little snippets of interviews and stuff. That, that's just, I, I heard that Pete Holmes podcast with him and then that, that uh, so this is going to tie into uh, the lost actually. Oh, nice. Perfect. So his 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 birth, you know, Christian name is um, Richard Alpert. Yes, the sun god Ra. Yes, he is Richard Alpert. His real name is Richard Alpert, or his original name. I, I won't say real. I, I would say his real name is Ram Dass now. Um, but he worked with Timothy Leary on all the acid tests at Harvard. Oh. Yeah. And then he started tripping and his mind opened up and he was like, fuck, I want to go to India and, you know, check this out. And he took acid with him and he was like giving people acid and, you know, he was giving it to all these yogis and um, these like spiritual leaders and things. And he was watching them and nothing was happening. Like they're just like. Yogis have been taking LSD for centuries. Uh-huh. Like this isn't, you know what I mean? Like this isn't new. Like we, our minds are so open at this point that we don't, it's not going to do anything to us basically. Uh-huh. And that's okay. when he decided okay. to give up acid and started. That's, okay. Okay. That's really similar to your experience that you're describing. Exactly. Yeah. I, that's kind of where I pulled it from. I was just like, wow. I, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. There's another way to get there. Yes. Yes. That's so insightful, man. And I think a lot of people, yeah, like we said earlier, they just, they abuse the drug instead of it being a catalyst or like a healthy, you know, a a trip, a trip ends. You know what I mean? Like a trip is what it is. It's, it's its own segment of time or whatever. uh, And it's over. It's an experience. It's a memory. It's not something that you keep on. (laughs) I guess life is a journey, but you know, at the same time. But if you tap into that through meditation, you could keep that going up. If you if you had the time to sit around for three months and not do anything and just meditate, you could do that your whole life. Basically, you could be the next Buddha. Shit, that's exactly yes. That's, that's how exactly he became right. the Buddha. Yes, and I I love I just love the story of, of Siddharth Gautama that like he was a prince and he'd never seen a poor person before, and then he saw his very first poor person. And he was like, holy shit. And so then he just renounced everything. He just dropped his wealth and being a prince. And he goes to the other extreme and becomes, he becomes a, a, a secluded monk. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then he's like, well, he gave he gave up all his phys- physical possessions, and he's like, well, that's too extreme on that side. And then so he meditates under the Bodhi tree. And realizes there's a balance, there's a middle path, a middle way. I just love that story. And I think it's a lot like the idea, the story of Jesus being like the son of God. And then he's like, at the other extreme low, he's like washing people's feet and shit. He's washing shit yeah. off people's feet. And then, you know, there's a middle way, there's a balance in the middle. That's like Maharaji, like Ram Dass's teacher. Was, like that was like kind of like one of his like unspoken lessons. Like he would just kind of like, touch people's feet you know what i'm saying like oh i love it because it's a very like humbling thing but what i was gonna say when you mentioned the bodhi tree there's a theory that that tree releases like psychedelic like a psychedelic compound whoa i haven't heard that one that's a good theory i like that you should you should check that check that out yeah I, i think i heard that on joe rogan i mean he's like i mean he's like the trippiest person i think i listen to honestly uh-huh. yeah he's a good one He's good. Yeah. yeah. I know this is running long. I was going to say, if you want to start to wrap it up, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay to do that, but it's up to you, man. It's your podcast. Let's yeah. No, I'm loving this, dude. This is the longest interview I've ever done, but like, I'm it's the longest one I've ever done. too. Yeah. But I'm loving it. It's, we're, yeah. I don't know how it's going to be once it's edited, but we're like almost three hours now. Yeah. I mean, you and I have always been really good communicators with each other. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think it's cool. We have so, we're so similar and yet so different at the same time. It's that duality thing again, maybe sort of like we have so many similar experiences, but, um, like compared to the rest of the crew, you know, in Bowling Green or whatever, I haven't even known you as long as a lot of those guys. Yeah, but definitely. Do you remember the first time that we hung out, uh, with Drew Hanna? At the, at the pool hall? Yes. And I was a dick. Yeah, yeah. I, I said that dick dick thing to you in the car. And then we both started laughing and it was like, okay, this we're on the same page. This guy can take a ribbing. What was it that I said to you? Like you told a story about shooting pool and I was like, I can see it now, bro. I was like a total <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I don't even remember, man. I, but yeah. I but can, you just I laughed take- and I was like, okay. I I see no point in not laughing anymore. It's it's easier. Yeah, dude, for sure. Even if like you don't know that person, you get the vibe that they're just like a funny dude. Like you may as well just laugh. Right. <laughs> yeah. See. Fuck not. Yeah. That's that's something I'm trying to. I'm still trying to figure that out. Is like because my sense of humor is so dry and dickish. That's the thing. Me too. Me too. That a lot of people get offended if because they, they don't know where I'm coming from. That I'm just totally joking or like. Being a dick because I like you. I'm, I'm addicted yeah. to people I like, and I like being when people yeah. are, you know, say shit. That, yeah, me too. I mean, if if we're friends and I can't tell you to go fuck yourself without you getting upset, then there's something wrong there. I agree, totally, dude. <laughs> like, I love like, that. If I, yeah, so I, I I get it, man. I'm on board for sure. Well, how about how about this? Can we wrap with one more uh, round of that silly game? Of yeah, guess, yeah. Of guess course. that religion. This is okay. I'm, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna preface this one at all. Okay. I'm just gonna read it. All right. Here we go. And Lib was the son of Kish, and Kish was the son of Coram, and Coram was the son of Levi, and <laughs> Levi was the son of Kim, and Kim was the son of Morianton. <laughs> Morianton was the son of 
Riplakish, and Riplakish was the son of Shez, and it goes on. <laughs> I mean, it, those sound like Jewish names. I, I could be wrong. Is You're on the right it, track. That's a really know. good guess. It is. It is an offshoot of Judaism. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you another swing. Because this is a tricky one. I'll, 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 I, I didn't preface it at all, but I'll say this. This is a. I'm throwing you a curveball right now. This is a real curveball. Okay. Um, an offshoot of Judaism. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. It, it's. It is definitely. It would not exist had Judaism not existed. And it is. It is a curveball. I don't know, man. I'm stumped. You got me on this one. Yeah, okay. Uh, see, I, I gave you a really hard one. A really hard one. It's Mormonism. And I just read oh, a list of names. Shit. Is all I read uh, was a list of names. So that was the total. That was me cheating. That was a hack. I guess, <laughs> you know, I guess that you're right, though. Technically, Christianity came off Judaism. Mormonism came off Christianity. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah okay. I see the connection. Okay. Shit, I would never have gotten that. No, that was not I, fair. That was not me playing no. fair. <laughs> I, uh, one time, I, I uh, so I had some Mormon friends in high school. Oh, yeah. One sure. time, we went over to this girl's house who was Mormon, and we, like, watched a movie over there. Like, it was me and, like, three of my other friends, uh-huh. and um, we all went over to her house and watched this movie. And then afterwards, we were just kind of hanging out, and she was like, you guys want to play a game? And we were like, yeah, what do you have? And she was like, well, I have Trivial Pursuit, but it's Mormon Trivial Pursuit. What? No. They have their own version of everything, bro. Dude, it was literal. I mean, since none of us were Mormon except her, like, it was the <laughs> hardest thing it up. we've ever done. Yeah, she, we're just, like, <laughs> guessing at everything. We were just like, what the f- Who's this fun for except for her? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was just like, this is just the only game I have. I was like, it's the only God. game she has. Oh, like, dear God. Lord. Mormons are such but, nice people, though. I feel like oh, I have to say great. that. And at the same time, you know, they, they can't drink, co- they can't drink cola, or, you know, caffeine or anything. There's just so many rules, man. There's so much to keep up with. Yeah. I, I, I did a podcast with, do you know, um, Dylan Chadwick, he's, he's so familiar. He he grew up with Cameron, but okay. I did a did a podcast with him, and we talked like he grew up Mormon and oh, went to I, BYU. I don't think I do know him. I would remember that. He, yeah, went to BYU and um, did his mission out in LA and Whoa. stuff. And we talked all about that, and it was really interesting. Okay, because see, I have I've actually done an interview with a Mormon before too, and just from knowing friends, growing up with people who don't really identify as Mormon anymore, but every one of them still has that at the root of their beliefs. Like, there's it still influences their worldview. Would you say that's true for him? Yeah, for for Dylan. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he's a bit he's a bit agnostic these days, but I I'd say it definitely definitely influences him in some yeah. way for sure mm-hmm. yeah definitely i feel like that's inevitable you can just like see it in his even if it doesn't uh influence his beliefs like you can just see it in his personality yes like he's very like soft-spoken he's uh-huh. very polite right yes yeah he's just very nice you know i was like this, this guy's pretty cool like i it was really fun because that that doing that podcast with him was the very first conversation we ever had together oh so, that's that's awesome that was really nice. fun. It was a lot of fun. That's really good. Oh, but since we're still on, I would be silly if I didn't say to everyone listening, I have my own podcast as well called We Busy But Creative, My Dude. 
Um, can you say that more slowly so that everyone can understand it? Yeah. Sorry. It's called We Busy But Creative, My Dude. <laughs> nice. There it is. It's goofy. I, uh, I interview um, creative people who work day jobs. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would be silly if I didn't talk about that yes. just a little bit. Why don't you talk about it a little bit more? Um, How many episodes uh, have you done? I've done six episodes. We have six episodes out right out. now. And then some in the can. Yeah, I've got like 12 more in the can. I've, I'm always lining up interviews. If anyone here in town, Bowling Green, is listening to this, hit me the fuck up. Nice. Um, if you want, you can go follow the Facebook page. Um, I think it the Facebook page is We Busy But Creative, My Dude. Podcast, I want to say. I want to say the word podcast is on there. Okay. I could be wrong. Like Facebook.com slash We Busy But Creative, My Dude podcast. Yeah, something like that. Nice. You, you can really you could just search like "We Busy But Creative" and find it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's no other podcast named that. Like you know, sometimes yeah. <laughs> there's multiple podcasts with the same name. Honestly, you can just put. A, I think if you're on iTunes, you can literally just type in "We Busy" and it'll come up. I bet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So dope. Dude. Yeah, and, uh, there's an Instagram page, and if you if you want to see what shows I'm going to and. I don't know. I post mixes every once yes. in a while. You're a tastemaker, man. I gotta, I gotta flatter you a little bit and say you're, you're a tastemaker, dude, for sure. I gotta, I gotta plug your plugs wholeheartedly. I try, man, for sure. But this has been really, 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 really fun. Dude, yes, man. This is great. Totally. I think just, you're doing something really, really cool with this. I think you, you should keep it. up. That means so. a lot, dude. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Of course. Your opinion is important, man. I appreciate that. Your opinion's important to me, too. I love you, Caleb. You're I love great. you, too, man. I love you, too, dude. This has awesome. been amazing. I hate to end it. <laughs> this has been so good. I hate to end it, too. If you ever want to have me back on, I'd be more than happy. Dude, absolutely. I'm all about that. I, I, I pull the reoccurring guests uh, gimmick, so totally. Yeah, just hit me. Absolutely, man. All right, I love you, bro. Love you, too, man. Have a good day. All right, you, too, man. Wow, what did I tell you guys? That was Doug K. One of a kind, one of a kind guy, great guy. As always, I gotta throw in some plugs here at the end, along with Doug's podcast, We Busy But Creative, My Dude, which I will leave a link to in the show notes, as I did with the first episode. Uh, I also gotta plug Revolution Church, revolutionchurch.com. Also, Revolution Church Podcast uh, with Jay Baker, my pastor and very close friend. I also have to plug Drunk Ex-Pastors and a little crossover going on. They're going to be on my show, guys. I've been waiting a little while to kind of officially announce it, but we've set a date. They've talked about it twice now on their show, just very briefly in passing, just mentioning um, you know, my, my name and my podcast along with uh, Jay Baker. And, man, yeah, I'm just I'm so stoked about this. I'm going to try my hardest not to be all starstruck and stumbling over my... I already stumble over my words as it is and, and get kind of nervous talking on the air, but uh, I'm going to try my best to get that out of my system and, and have it be a good, solid interview. I don't want to build it up too much, set expectations too high, but I am super stoked about it. And I also would like to plug this new segment that I'm kind of taking for a little bit of a test drive. I'm calling it Uninvited Guest. 
So, you can call my voicemail, which is 612-460-0364, or as I recently discovered, it may be a little easier to remember this little combo of letters and numbers, or algebra, as we educated folks call it. 612-HO-O-DOG. 612-H-O-O-D-O-G. Which is, of course, intentionally God spelled backwards, dog. So they're polar opposites, as we all know. That's just a kind of a Webster innovation there for you. So definitely uh, give me a call in the voicemail. Mention that you are an uninvited guest. And you're going to get 10 minutes of unedited airtime on the podcast with me. Uh, currently, I'm running it as a limited time promotion, which you can find out the details of on my Facebook or my Twitter. Um, but I plan on keeping it as a recurring segment, hopefully. Like I said, this is a test drive. I'm going to see how it goes. But if all goes well or not well, which is also good content, then I'm going to keep it going indefinitely. So give me a call. Be my guest. My invited, uninvited guest. Yeah, it's a gimmick. Get over it. Get over yourself. You can go to airofgrievances.com to find all my social media information. I've been putting out a new uh, blog, a video blog. A I call it the Hog Vlog. And you can find that on my Twitter and on my Facebook, facebook.com slash airofgrievances. Listen to me on iTunes to give me some ratings, to give me them numbers, to give me that little boost in my popularity. I love you guys. I love you. I love you. I love you. Talk to you next time. Orchestration moves. Orchestration moves.